0: everybody anonymous addiction the programming podcast today we have a great guest we have Matt you know Matt was on, on the, one of my old programs that we did earlier matter of fact he had a bad cold at that time I remember and uh he was doing it over the phone and right now we got his his nice big face there and and, and he's on the computer and we're going to hear from Matt we're going to talk about a lot of different things we're going to talk about you know, how we came into Alcoholics Anonymous, how we evolved, how we left, what we're doing today, and a lot of different other topics, but we're going to jump right into it. Matt, how you doing, brother?
1: Well, Bobby, it's great to be with you, man. Thank you for having me again, and yes, I did have a, I was trying to fight off a cold that day, so I always got a little bit of a A deeper nasally sound but hopefully it doesn't sound like a cold today but um you know bobby a lot of people i've found i've listened to so much of your work and i'm so grateful for you um it's been awesome you know having you and the the multitude of your guests available to listen to on youtube and and just seeing your facebook page and having other options to to see and hear you know but I'm one of those guys that I, I'm probably not anti AA. Some are, some are not, but I have to be honest with my experience with it and see, I think AA does offer some good things. I think AA offers community and sometimes I feel a loneliness and, you know, it's hard to say you're being lonely, right? Saying I'm lonely is very exposing. Uh, it's exposing to say I'm lonely. Some people will just say, Hey, you're, you're whining or go meet somebody. And, Sometimes you you don't know where to go or you don't want to go to certain places you used to go. So, A, certainly offers you at least some community. But unfortunately, it offers you community on the standards that you kind of buy into what they're saying. They could say their membership only asks that you just have a desire not to drink. Well, I don't know if that's 100% true because if you go in there and say, well, I have a desire not to drink, but I don't necessarily buy into everything you're telling me all of a sudden you're kind of an outcast. But I think for me with AA, you know, think about this, Bobby, when you're down and out, right? You, like just think about anybody when they get hammered drunk, right? do they wake up and say the next day, God, I'm never drinking again. I'm never doing that again. Uh, you know, well, for people that get to a point where they go to AA, they've had that experience a lot of times. Right, and when you're down and out, and you go to AA, and you hear, "Hey, man, you know, you're an alcoholic, and you you have this disease, and you'll always have this problem," you know, when you've really been down and out, and you get there, that resonates with you. At least it did with me. Like, yeah, okay, well, okay, so you're, so now other people have this problem. I don't feel alone. But as you start to grow, AA holds you in that one little spot. Like right? that morning after you had a, a drug. Bender or an alcohol bender, it holds you there because then you have to stay in that mindset that I'm always weak and I'm always powerless to you at your most vulnerable moments. But as you start to grow, you know, everything they do in there talks really bad about you. The whole 12 steps, it never looks at anything you've ever done positive. And one thing about, we're going to get to the life process program a little later on, a program I worked in, a program you're familiar with, which is an alternative to the 12 step program. You know, Bobby, when you did the, when I did the life process program, it did make me look at some things I need to be better at, but it also allowed me to take a look at some of the things I was good at. The 12 steps constantly tells you you're powerless. You must turn your life over. Well, your, your, moral inventory, you know, your fears, who you hurt, you know, your character defects it never lurks at anything you've ever done well. So the whole program is based around you being a bad guy, or an immoral guy, or a sick guy, or whatever they want to say, but ultimately a very immoral human being. And now we have to fix your morality, and we have to fix it every day for the rest of your life. And so one thing that really hit me, and hit me after I left AA, when when I'm down and out, AA makes sense, but it doesn't ever let me get past the point of being down and out. And while I think the idea there is to stay humble, you want to have humility. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. There's a natural aspect to growth in life and staying in a constant state of, man, I'm powerless, man, I'm weak. You know, the whole notion of one day at a time, Bobby, the notion of one day at a time is a beautiful sentiment that, Hey, be where you, your feet are, stay in the present. Don't get too far ahead. But with AA, they kind of, they kind of throw it at you. Like you're just stuck in a lifeline. You can be sober 20 20 years. And if you say, Yeah, I think I can stay sober this week, you're you're looked at as well. You gotta watch out. There's that stinking thinking, you know, and that's that's ridiculous. If you have enough momentum and you've created 20 years of sobriety to think you could stay sober another week or another year or another 20 years, that's a positive thing. That means you've grown into confidence in who you are that I can do this. Well, A keeps you stuck in that notion of no you got to stay sober 24 hours. And again, maybe for the first week, first day, first week, maybe the first month to have that mindset. But at some point you have to move beyond that. And AA doesn't allow for that. And I think that's why a lot of people feel so swallowed by the group. And the ones that, that stay in, they become lifers to it. And, and it's almost cult-like. And, you know, you, you go in there, man, everybody says the same shit over and over. You know, some of it good wisdom, some of it not. But it's everybody's just kind of repeating what everybody else said. So I respect that AA gives you a place to go. I respect that you know when you are lonely and you're vulnerable, you have people to spend time with. But for me as somebody that is a thinker, and that's a positive attribute I have, it's not a weakness, it's a strength. AA made me think it was a weakness and it's and it just suffocated me that I am a thinker. AA doesn't allow you to think outside of their terms and ultimately I think that's why it falls short is because it helps you when you're vulnerable but it never allows you to truly grow.
0: Yes, I could. Uh, I can relate to a lot of that. Uh, Matt, how, how long did you spend in that uh, Alcoholics Anonymous program?
1: I think about on and off for four years. You know, I'd walk away from it, and then I'd i do okay, but I I was still struggling with my own addiction, and never really found a good answer. So when I was down and out, I would go back, and so I would try it from a Buddhist angle, or an atheist angle, or just a spiritual angle. I tried it from a thousand angles. And then I realized, did that matter what angle I try it from? The angle of AA is the problem, not the spirituality behind it.
0: So, so let's say I, I don't I don't like the word relapse, but I'm going to use it just to, so other people can understand what I'm saying. Me personally, I don't believe in this relapse stuff. But when you go out and and pick up again, when you come back into Alcoholics Anonymous again, do you, do you feel like almost like shame? Like, uh, what did I do wrong? And and hear like, you know, you're doing something wrong. You're missing the point. You, 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 you didn't do fourth step. You didn't do the eighth step properly. You, you, you're not working with your sponsor. Uh, you got to pick up the big book. D- did you hear stuff like that?
1: Yeah, it, nobody probably said that to me as much. A lot of them would welcome me back. Well, we hadn't seen you in a while, Matt, how are you doing? But once you got there and you started listening, you know, that's how you started to feel. You know, and then at least for me internally, I would just feel that way. But I was like, well, I did really try. And that's, and that's the thing. I always really tried. I didn't try to shortchange the deal. I did everything I could. But after a while, I realized, well, I, I don't have as many fears as, I mean, I've, I've looked at what I have. I, I don't have the fears they think. I mean, I've already said enough. I'm sorry is to last a damn lifetime. As a matter of fact, I'm not that sorry for a lot of things. I'm just struggling to find meaning and purpose and direction in my life. And but there's a natural desire because I know that alcohol and drugs will make me feel good. Now, ultimately, I don't want the consequences that come with it. But alcohol and drugs in and all of drugs. And it wasn't a matter of needing to apologize or, or hurting somebody or having a fear. It was really more of a lack of guidance and direction that AA just didn't give me.
0: So let me ask you this. Every time you went back out and tried a different thing, like maybe recovering Dharma, the Buddhist way, or a different type of solution or different type of program, it seems, would you agree that you were learning new things as you were doing this? You were discovering new things. You were uncovering, recovering, and discovering things, even though you did pick up.
1: Right. Right. So, so let me make sure I follow you. Right. So even when you tried new things, I'm sorry, Bobby, tell me that one more time. I've tried to follow that.
0: Even, even, you know, even though we say we, they use this word relapse, even though people go out and pick up again. Okay. They drink or drug again, but in the meantime, in between, we're still trying different things. We're, we're going to try a Buddhist way. We're picking up a different book we're getting other information so we're gathering all this information and knowledge we're uncovering recovering discovering that doesn't that doesn't mean we're not growing so when we come back into the alcoholics anonymous room it's almost like oh i'm a bad person again
1: right right i follow that yeah exactly and you know the the end all be all to me is not it's not sobriety if now in the life process program, and I believe this, I'm not one that quotes it because they say it and because ultimately I don't care who says what, I can think for myself. I If I think they're worthy of being heard, I'll take a lot of what they say into consideration. But to me, sobriety or, or, or moderation, obviously I think most of us know that uh, abuse hard drugs that lead anywhere good i mean i think most people well you have problems but whether it's sobriety or not the end all be all is not how long have you been sober you know I've, I've seen so many people in these in these rooms man you talk about some blowhards and not all of them. a lot of them are really sweet and kind and they mean well but there's some real blowhards and you can tell their whole life is aa and it's like i've been sober 15 years i've been over 16 years you know <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm thinking, man, if you'd be beating your chest like that, it's like, man, well, I'd rather be sober a month and just be nice. You know. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, you know, like you said, you can get a lot of growth even if you go back out there. You can get a lot of growth when you just go out there, um, you know, and so that, I don't know that I've never i never bought into that. I, there was a guy that was on Facebook the other day who I think genuinely is a nice guy. You know, he was a hardened drug addict, and he's he's he definitely does the twelve step way. He firmly believes it's a disease, and anything outside of that, he he thinks you've just missed the point. Now, he's an atheist; he doesn't take the old school religion way. And he's and like I said, I, I I've met and sat down and talked with him before. He's a well-meaning guy, and he posted yesterday in eleven for eleven years, and he talked about gratitude. You know, you know the whole spiel with AA, and 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 again, in its core, that's a good thing, right? If that's creates gratitude. I can respect that, so I'm not hating on that itself. But I did post on his thing, and I probably seemed like a little bit of an asshole. Didn't really mean to be, but I probably seemed like it because everybody else was saying, "Oh my gosh, great job! You're wonderful!" You know, you know the whole deal. And I said, "Well, hey, that's awesome, man. If it's making you happy," I said, "because happiness just means not doing something. It doesn't really mean anything else but not doing something." But if you're not doing that has allowed you to be happy and reach your goals and live a better life, then celebrate that. And that's what I hope you're celebrating today. You know, and I think he responded with, Well, recovery starts with abstinence. I said, it doesn't have it doesn't have to for everybody. Maybe it does for a lot, but if it works for you, then so be it. So, you know, I I, I wasn't rude or anything, but I think it's so much more important to celebrate if if abstinence is allowing you to reach the goals and live a meaningful life that you didn't live while being abusing alcohol and drugs then that's wonderful but your celebration should be what you're doing not that you're just not drinking because again abstinence simply means not doing something and if that not doing it allows you the happiness celebrate the happiness not the abstinence
0: no i agree on that i'm going to be doing a full podcast on that whole celebration thing you know I agree. Hey, you know, you get a year in, you celebrate, you get some birthday, you get a cake and all this other stuff. But by doing this every year for the rest of your life, is totally ridiculous. Celebrating something that I feel is just normal and I'm supposed to be doing it anyhow. I mean, I'm really not that special. Okay. Because I choose a way. Some people choose moderation. Some people choose abstinence. Some people choose to go get drunk and have a party, you know, once in a while. I mean, to celebrate something that is like, I don't even have to do anything to maintain it is, uh, I think kind of ridiculous. And I think that's part of the recovery trap in itself. That's the hook. You know, it's the hook, like how many, how much years do you have? And it's the hook to keep you connected to this so-called recovery community, which is a multi-trillion dollar industry. Okay. So we could talk a lot about that, but I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about the, um, LPP, a uh, light process program a little bit because I'm going to be having Zach Rhodes on tomorrow. And we're going to be talking a little bit about who was your counselor in, in the LPP program.
1: Um, <laughs> That's so funny. You say that I remember his face, Aaron, Aaron, it took me a minute. Aaron was his name. And I really liked Aaron. I've only did face to face with him twice. Um, you have to pay for the face to face, which is, which is worth it. You know, um, but I did the coach led, so he gave me feedback into the program. Um, but the the LPP was great. You know, the LPP is very first off, it's it's very in depth. I mean, if you really you really dig deep, you dig really deep, which I love. I mean, you know, twelve steps talks about how dig how deep you dig. But to me, I don't feel like I dug near as deep. I feel like I just kind of kept just kind of beating the same dead horse. Well, this one made me dig really deep. Um, it made me think about how, how I felt when I was using and let me correlate a difference. And AA just says, well, you're an addict. Well, of course you're going to think about using it's only natural that you think about using, right? Well, LPP's approach was different. It didn't, it didn't just go into you're an addict and you're going to think about using it went into, okay, what do you, how do you feel before you use, you know, what thoughts you're going through? What can you look at the previous days before you did, t- before you did use, it makes you look a lot deeper and to start tracking behavioral patterns. Okay, and that that, get, that gets rid of the notion we're either fully an addict or we're not an addict and, and all this black and white nonsense all of us have the ability to get out of bounds okay now some of us that get out of bounds they don't use drugs and alcohol because they didn't really care for drugs and alcohol you know maybe they eat like crazy maybe they just uh, go into isolation they do something you know but it makes you take a look at your at your behaviors and your patterns of behavior. Um, and then as you start to analyze those patterns of behavior, it helps me now when I catch myself feeling like uh career-wise, I'm not doing well enough, you know, and and little things will happen at work, and I catch myself in a two or three day funk about it. And before I would before I know it within a week, I would probably get messed up or I would at least get really out of bounds. Now I kind of see what's going on. It doesn't necessarily make me feel better. 100% 100% in a moment, but say, hey, this can really get the LPP. Uh, it also made me look at the good things, which that's one thing I loved about that program. It allowed me to say, what are my strengths? What do I value most? What's important to me? You know, Because the more I can keep these things at the forefront of my life, the less I want to self-destruct with other things. And it's, it's not just a matter of I'm an addict, I'm going to self-destruct, so I have to be in this 24-hour remission for the rest of my life. It's Let's find a life of meaning and value. And the more we can get to this meaning and value and put things in our life that offer meaning and value, the more addiction is going to naturally subside because it just doesn't reconcile itself with a life that has purpose. And to me, that's just much more of a, that's a model of wellness. See, the disease theory is a model of sickness. This is a model of wellness. You you were struggling, you can get better. Model of sickness says you're sick. You're always going to be sick. And the best thing you can do is just live sick every day, but not use. And that's pretty grim to me for a lifetime.
0: Yeah. So uh, Dr. Uh, Stanton Peel, which I listened to probably 10, 15 years ago. I don't know how long ago, but, you know, he, he wore his uh, little, uh, little uh, jeans and stuff like that. When I heard him talk, it was like, wow, this guy's got, he's saying something different. And, you know, he's a he's a he's a leader, front leader in the uh, but debunking the disease concept. Here Here's here's my point, though, like this podcast is, is bringing on regular people. And you know what, Matt? I'm not even going to charge you for this one on one face to face session. OK, this is going to be free. I'm only kidding. <laughs> he didn't get that yet. Oh, now, he's la- now he's laughing. But, le- but, but listen to this. I like to have people on that are just regular, ordinary people telling their stories about what they're doing alternative-wise. You know, I'm not trying to promote any one program because I fully believe you take a little bit of this program, smart recovery, harm reduction, uh, you know, the the, the life uh, process program, you take a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you make it your own. And, And the ultimate bottom line is you're going to create your own program no matter what. You're going to create your own destiny. You're going to create your own thing. It, it you know, it's it's your way. It's not like AA's way or uh, LPP's way. It's your way. And I found that a lot of a lot of uh, these programs are just copying a bit of everything, putting it together, and then coming up with some other good ideas. You know, um, I like listening to Zach Rhodes and, and uh, St- Stanton Peel. They do a a one-on-one together on on life process program uh, on YouTube. And uh, I get a lot out of them, too, together. They they make a great team because I can really relate to their team because he's an older gentleman and and Zach's a younger gentleman. And that's what I'm all about. You know, if I hang around with young people, I'm going to feel young. Younger guys make me feel young. Younger people make me feel young. And it's so great to see somebody go against the stream, You know, uh, not being not being afraid to uh, say things that they believe that are against the stream, because it takes courage to do that. And for many, many years when I was in Alcoholics Anonymous, I went against the stream all the time and I had the courage to say things that other people just thought. And that's that's important. So did you uh, you you said you read Dr. Uh, Stanton Peel's uh, uh, book? Want to talk a little bit about that?
1: you know it's it's so easy to go with the flow it's hard to go against the flow bobby because if you go against the mainstream you know if you make one mistake it's like well there you go mr know it all you thought you knew it all you know you made a mistake and and that's not fair um but you know i think that i think that ultimately you if you're not honest with yourself you're going to have that internal struggle right you're going to have that uh, and I know how much I really tried to make the main work. And AA is the main thing. It, it almost baffles me in a world of science that we live in today, that, that, that you could go read the 12 steps and you could medically send somebody to that. Now, that's not me saying that AA shouldn't have its place, but it shouldn't be the medical indictment. It shouldn't be the, the, the medical uh, um, society's way of treating people. You're powerless, turn it over to a higher power, uh, get on your knees and ask for forgiveness. I mean, with all due respect, that's not science. That is fundamental old school religion at its core. Um, But, you know, I've had to go a different way, and it's been interesting. It's been tough at times, but it's been interesting because it's allowed me to look at it so honestly and read so much. Listen, Stanton Peel wasn't the first person I looked at. He wasn't the first alternative person I looked at. I've read on Smart Recovery. I've read um, Jack Trippi, who wrote the small book. I've read How to Give Up Alcohol. I read uh, Jerry Dorsman's uh, uh, How to Give Up Drinking Without AA, um, which he has some good exercises in there. You know, So I've looked at a lot of different things. But ultimately, you're right. It has to be your program. And not to continue to just plug the LPP, because it is their program. But the one thing I like about their program, it does fixate – to it being your program. Like, that's their idea. Identify what's important to you so you do you. You know, you hear in AA, you can't live life on your terms. You have to live life on life's terms. Well, it's hard to always know what life's terms are. That's a very broad uh, spectrum. So we do have to live on our terms to some degree, right? Not, not, not just our ego, uh, being an egomaniac, but certainly we have to live on, on, on our terms to some degree. And, and so I think that's important to uh to do that you know and bobby you talked about staying young man every time i talk to you i feel younger and i'm younger than you so you're doing something right man
0: hey you know what matt uh this is the first time i ever got this but zoom is saying i only got uh eight minutes left unless i should upgrade so they're checking me out because i go over a lot on the podcast so i think they're timing us hey ladies and gentlemen boys and girls uh, I don't care they, them, whatever, you know, people, stay tuned for our next podcast on Anonymous Addiction, uh, deprogramming podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. I'm gonna let Matt talk us out for five. We got we got five minutes. Talk us out, uh something, is on your mind. And uh then we're gonna close in about six minutes. Go ahead, Matt.
1: Okay, thanks, Bobby. Last thing I want to say is this, and I know I brought this to Bobby's attention before in doing podcast. If, if AA is something that works for you, listen, I support you in that. I'm not, I'm, I'm never trying to tell anybody not to use AA. I've admitted, I think AA has its strengths. I've obviously given a lot of thoughts to what I think their weaknesses are, but there is something about having a place and there is something about having a community. And if you can plug in, then do it. I, I, I don't think AA is, is bad in and of itself. Okay. I don't. So do that. Find something that works for you. But ultimately I think at the end of the day, alcohol and drugs or alcohol is a drug. We always separate the two, but at the end of the day, alcohol is just as much as a drug as the rest of them. You know, they all can have their place in moderation, but we they, we all know anybody that's going to listen to this has probably had a problem or a friend's had a problem We all know when we abuse them, it leaves us very weak. It leaves us very vulnerable. It leaves us very hurt. Certainly it's left me very suicidal, not wanting to go on, lack of confidence, humiliation. I mean, you name it. I could use use adjectives all day to explain it. And it's not a life worth living. And and at at your darkest moments, sometimes it's hard to think there is. Um, And like I mentioned to Bobby, you know, loneliness still creeps in for me. Um, You know, feeling like I'm not living up to my best potential creeps in. We always have things. but, but continue to seek out things that give you meaning and value. Because when I get out of, you know, when I don't just sit there and contemplate the world and I live in the world, I enjoy it. Now I like to think, but live in the world. Um, we all could find a place. We can all find uh, meaning and direction. And I believe more than anything else, meaning and direction are the way out and, and meaning and direction. That is not the same for each of us. Different things will give us meaning. Different things will give us direction. Obviously Bobby's found a lot of meaning in what he's doing right now to help other people because Bobby knows way probably more than I know. And I feel like I know it pretty well that there is a vast majority of us out here, or maybe not majority, but there's a vast amount of us out here uh, that have struggled and are looking for ways to find connection and community without going uh, the the mainstream way, which is the 12 step way. So man, hang in there, listen to Bobby, you know, I can share what I can. He mentioned Zach Stanton. There's a pile of others. And uh, just continue to seek out a life of meaning. And when you're lost on that, man, read. But but don't give up the fight. And don't surrender to AA because somebody tells you there's no other option because there there are.
0: Yes, Matt.
1: That's it, Bobby. That's all I got, man. Thank you for taking the time with me. Hey, Hey. hey, look, I
0: got four minutes left. I'm going to close by saying this here. Look. It does take a desire. If you listen to any motivational speaker, any success people, I don't care if it's Anthony Robbins, uh, Napoleon Hill, whoever you talk to, they'll talk about a desire. A A desire just means a want. I want. I want something different. I want some pleasure, but I want I want some peace. I want some serenity. Yeah, maybe I want to drink now and then. Maybe you can do it, maybe you can't. It's up to you. You're going to find out that I'm not going to tell you to moderate. I'm not going to tell you to use abstinence. I'm not going to tell you to use harm reduction. I'm going to tell you to, you're going to find it out, okay? If I could if I could have a wand and just go like that and help everybody, I can't do it. People got to help themselves. It's got to come from in here. If it don't come from in here, we can inspire, you know, we can inspire to inspire people, aspire to inspire people. Yes. We can plant seeds out there to people, but it's got to come from you. It's got to come from me. It's, we got to take the effort. We got to do the work we got to do, you know, we got to go for it because, you know, they want to take your will and your life and your care, give it over to Alcoholics Anonymous or God, take the responsibility away from you. No, it's going to be your responsibility. And that's what a lot of people don't like. They don't like to take responsibility. They like to give it over to somebody else. This way you can blame somebody else. Well, there's no blaming here with me and Matt because we know we're responsible today for whatever we desire. I don't care what it is. But the will, the will, your will, you desire something, you want something, your will will take you there. Okay. Care is is putting uh, your, your attention and energy wherever the attention goes, the energy flows. So it's the care, whatever you care about most, okay? And the action will take you there. So the will, the care, and the action will get you there. That's why they want to take it away from you. So be careful, ladies and gentlemen, or boys and girls, or they, or them, and whoever you want to talk about. But don't forget to subscribe to Anonymous Addiction. And check us out because that's one that's one of the group over there. Check us out on Facebook at Anonymous Addiction. My truth about AA as Bobby C sees it. And I'm going to be changing that name because I'm going to go from Anonymous Addiction to Freedom. Okay, Freedom without labels. Uh, you know, true freedom. You know, we'll eventually we'll go to some pro- uh, programs, some mo- uh, mo- modalities, some methods. We'll use read some different books. We'll go to Eckhart Tolle. We'll go to some motivational speakers. We'll get something here, something there, spiritual, non-spiritual, whatever you want to do. You're going to wrap it up and put it in a bowl, and you're going to make it your own. So, Matt, one more shout out. You got you got a minute left. Go ahead,
1: man. That's such great stuff, Bobby. Man, it's 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 just it it's it's really it's awesome to hear what, what you have to say, man. So much wisdom, and I know you spent many years, you know, with, in and out of the, the, those groups and finding your way. But you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. You the the desire, you know, support is incredible, but it's only there to support you into what you got to do, but it can't do it for you. We can all do it for ourselves. And you're right. I'm not turning the care and will of my life over to anybody, but myself, because I'm the one that has to do it. And you hit the nail on the head with with that. Now I turn to it. I turn to friends for advice and I listen. And sometimes I take it. Sometimes I don't because that's what friends are for. But at the end of the day, Friends and supporter like a roadmap. If I'm in Chicago, I don't want a roadmap of Detroit. I want a roadmap of Chicago. And if my friends can help me be that roadmap, great. But I still got to drive. I still got to navigate that thing. And at the end of the day, I'm not turning my life over to anybody. But I'm willing to share my life with other people. Take
0: care, everybody. Matt, thank you so much for sharing with me. You're going to be on another podcast. I know it. And uh, tomorrow, we're going to have Zach Rhodes from uh, Life process program life process po- program lpb help lpp matt we'll see you tomorrow matt you, take brother. care brother we'll see you take care now
1: all right now bye